Hello, and welcome to The Executive Appeal, a show that convenes the world's most powerful and successful leaders to share mentoring and career advancement advice to help you successfully transition into senior level executive positions. I'm your host, Alex Trimble, award-winning speaker, author, and leadership expert with over a decade of experience coaching and advising some of our nation's most senior level government leaders. So if you're ready to reach your goals, let's get started. Hello, everyone. My name is Alex Trumbull, and this is The Executive Appeal. As you know, this show, along with all of our speaking, coaching, and consulting services, are laser-focused on helping organizations prepare high-performing leaders from all backgrounds to successfully transition to and excel in VP and other SVP-level executive-level positions. Um, and if you and your organization are serious about developing diverse and highly effective executive leadership teams, uh, you're in the right place. Uh, <laughs> and two, I encourage you to visit us at gpsleadership.org or reach out to us at team at gpsleadership.org. So we would love to be able to help, you know, just find a way how we can help you and your organization reach your DEI and leadership development goals. And finally, the executive pill is now one of the top five most popular shows in the world. And this didn't happen by accident. It was you. It was you who determines the success of this program, and it will be you who determines the continued success of this program. So please, if you enjoy this content, if you find these conversations entertaining and you're and, and, and helping you grow and, and become the person you want to be, the leader you want to be, then I ask you to do us a favor. Please click that like button, comment, share your questions. We want to hear from you. And always, Please, please, please be sure to share this episode with at least two of your friends or family members today. Now, with no further ado, uh, let me say today is a good day. So today we have the always amazing Steve Bacon. Yes, Steve Bacon is a world-renowned master life coach that found his calling as a life coach after becoming a su successful entrepreneur. Um, so see, he, he felt a deep passion pushing him to make a difference in the lives of those around him as well as his larger community. So, you know, to help understand this, Steve, he, he became a student of the world, learning and digesting teachings from, from, from great teachers and coaches from all around the world. See, the last 18 years now, he has been sharing his learnings and helping busy and successful entrepreneurs and executives and, and celebrities create a a life that they, that they can love, that they, that they are passionate about, and, and reach their, the next level of their success, whether that be professionally or personally. With no further ado, how are you doing today, brother? I'm doing incredible. And after that introduction, if I was doing any better, I'd be jealous of myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what, 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 what did Mr. Brown say? I kiss back, uh, jump back and kiss myself. Right, right. I looked at myself <laughs> and I said, self, huh? Myself said, huh? <laughs> you dope. <laughs> Hell yeah, you are. <laughs> dude, dude, I've been so excited to chat with you again, man. Like last time you and I connected, I tell you, I was I was I was floating on cloud nine for like uh, like two months straight. But the crazy thing about that is, you and I only met one month ago. See, that's how you work. That that's the energy you put out. Right on, man. Right <laughs> on. I, listen, I thank you for noticing. One of my mentors, he taught me because I used to take compliments and be like, "Oh, you know, you too," and that's great and all. 
my mentor taught me to say thank you for noticing because I know I'm dope. Thank you for noticing that I'm dope too. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. I love you, bro. Once again, look, yo, really quickly before we get rolling, rolling, rolling. How are you doing? What have you been up to, bro? I just got back from a 10-day stay in Europe, and that was amazing. Mm. We did two retreats, one in London, one in Paris, and then we extended the trip to Italy. And I think I'm I think I might have been Italian in my past life. I don't know, because Rome, <laughs> Rome hit me hard. Like Rome was like it for me. Like the, the people, the moving of the hands, the food. The the driving was insane. Like I, I just I was like, yo, I am feeling Rome. But we did um Germany, Switzerland, Paris, UK, and uh and Italy in 10 days, and it was just unbelievable. And now I'm leaving actually in two days to go spend five days at Club Med in Mexico. So my life is good, man. <laughs> so so my, my, my life is my life is cool. Um I went to <laughs> We went to um, Wagamans uh, yesterday. There's some some new bread. Um, let's go. <laughs> well, look, I want to start right there. I want to start right there. So watch this. Um, what you just shared is a fantastic. Again, this is only from the you know very surface level. But I can say like, that is a fantastic experience, fantastic life that you you seem that you're living. And at the same time, there are a lot of people who feel like that is not possible. Um, mm. Or let me say that it's very possible if you um, you rack up a lot of debt on your um, your credit cards and you don't have a retirement fund and you don't plan for yeah. things for your family and your, and your kids. Um, so I, I want to bring this topic up because, you know, I've been around running my business, GPS Leadership Solutions. You know, we focus on training and development. And one of the reasons why, you know, I wanted to do it is because I wanted the freedom. I, yeah. I wanted to, to amass the, the capital as well as the to, to be able to control my own schedule so I can spend the time with my family, my wife, and do things we want to do. But there are so many people who want it, right. but feel like it's out of reach. Yeah. And I love, to, I love to just start there. Like, what do you say to those individuals who say, look, I would love to be doing that. But, you know, how about we just do one three-day vacation a year um, and, you know, so on and so forth. So a couple of things. One, I didn't always think like this. Right. I just posted a picture yesterday on my Facebook page of me six years ago, fresh off of homelessness mm -hmm. and getting food from the food bank. And, you know, so and being fired by Uber because they did a background check a whole ass year after I had started driving. So my entire like income at the time was built off of an Uber income. And then it just one day they were like, return the car. Right. And that was like a day of disgust for me. I had talked about creating my dream life, but that was the day I had chose to create it, right? And so I didn't always have the life that I have now. That's, that's number one. But the doubt that these people are experiencing, I'm going to tell you from experience, the, the doubt that they're experiencing doesn't come from their potential. It comes from how they've been trained to behave. 85% of what we believe is possible, we decided by the time we were 14 years old. And most people grow up in a household of go to school, get good grades, get out, get a good job, you know, save for retirement, all that jazz, right? That stuff that worked for our grandparents and their parents and things like that. Mm -hmm. But we can clearly see that that model doesn't work. We can clearly see that that model doesn't work. So unfortunately, we're not willing to exercise our or create our belief system based on our experiences, we continue to 
live the lies that was told to us as kids, right? So when I say the doubt that you're experiencing doesn't come from your potential because potential is what you could do but haven't done yet, right? Untapped power, unused energy. That's what potential is. But the doubt comes from the conditioning, how a human or animal is trained to behave. So Mm -hmm. it's those years of this is what you can do, this is what you can't do, that's bucking up against what you believe is possible. I was just talking to a client earlier today and I said, your conscious mind is the goal setter. Your subconscious mind is the goal getter. But let me give it to you an analogy. Imagine there's the captain and the crew. Mm -hmm. The captain being the conscious mind. We're going to the Maldives. But the subconscious mind, the crew, is like, nah, player, we're not going there. That is not what we are trained to do. Yeah, We're trained to go right back to the same little island we've been going back to for 30 years. So when you have that dissonance between the conscious mind and the subconscious mind, that's what creates the frustration because people constantly feel like they're battling themselves. And so all that doubt and unuseful thoughts and, and all that, it simply just comes from the belief system of how you were trained to behave by the people who raised you. And that, that doesn't mean that they raised you wrong. It's just they only could have taught you what they knew. So I tell my clients all the time, unless your parents live the life that you desire, unless they currently live the life that you desire, then you have to be willing to put everything they ever taught you up on the chopping block and call it a lie. Mm, I... <laughs> Dude, so so a couple things. So first, I love that you call out lies. Um, I love that you call that lies. One of the primary keynotes I give is talking about the four lies. So the point in regards to the lie is that I'm telling everybody right now, if you read the book, Relationships at Work, but the lie, hard work take you to the top. Hard mm-hmm. work. How many of how many of us have been told by our parents, hard work takes us to the top? Just keep your head down, work and you know, everything will work out. And all. Like, but how many of us know someone right now, right now who works extremely hard? How about you? Are you working extremely hard and you're not where you want to be? So like you said, it's, it's so much more than hard work. But I love that you talked to your analogy about the, 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 the captain of the ship and the crew. You know, the, the captain can say all day um, that that's the affirmation you're talking about. You, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be this. I'm going to be that. I am strong. I am. But yep. that subconscious, the unconscious is rowing in a completely different direction. You know where you're going? <laughs> yeah. The captain has the ability to say something, but it's the crew who moves the boat. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Absolutely. Right? That is the reason why affirmations don't work. Is because deep down, you believe something completely fucking different about you. And so when you try to just do affirmations without cleaning out the past, and this, see... Now you about now I'm about to get pissed off because this is where I get angry with the, the mental health community and coaches telling people, oh, you don't need to deal with the past. BS. It is the past that is causing you to repeat the cycle over and over and over again. It is the past. I I don't know. I don't know if our if our audience is catching that. So what I'm gonna ask you to do, I'm gonna need you to do just give me a, a favor. Can you talk about um, the courtroom. Um, I, okay. I heard you talk about the courtroom before, uh, about an eight-year-old kid. Do you mind just sharing a little bit about that, about that story? Yeah, let me let me back it up. Let me back it up. Let me give let me let me back it all the way up. Whoever's listening to this right now, I want you to pay attention very closely. 
because what I'm about to share has the potential to change everything that you are experiencing, but the power is in the listener. So I'm going to ask you to not listen for agreement or disagreement. I'm going to ask you to listen just to listen, kick around these ideas and see which ones apply to you and which ones don't. When a child is born, they have no idea they're even alive. For those first few years, that child has no idea they're alive. They're just being. And then one day, conscious awareness kicks in. And that's like waking up out of a coma with amnesia. You don't know who you are, where you are, what you are, but those become innate questions that you're asking yourself, maybe not verbally, but at a subconscious deep level, these are questions that you are innately asking yourself. So every child, when they hit conscious awareness, they ask the question, who am I? Now that begins the thesis that the child is gonna write on themselves over the next few years. When my wife got her master's degree, she had to write a thesis, which is to pick a problem, pose a question, do a bunch of research, and then her conclusion, her thesis is her conclusion and all her uh, research inside its sources. Well, every child, including you listening right now, you wrote a thesis on yourself. The initial question was, who am I? And then over the next few years, based on your relationships, based on what you were told, based on what you saw, based on what you were taught to believe, based on the things that you accepted, based on your interpretations of situations, based on your relationships with others, all of those things begin to inform you on who you are, what you're capable of, what you deserve, what you don't deserve, what's possible, what's not possible, what's right, what's wrong, what's good, what's bad, what's up, what's down, what's left, what's right. 85% of who you believe you are and what you're capable of and what's possible and not possible, you decided by the time you were 14 years old. So how does that happen? Well, I want you to imagine that you walk into a courtroom and the judge is eight years old, the jury is eight years old, the prosecutor is eight years old, the eyewitness is eight years old, and there's no defense attorney and no cross-examination. How fair of a trial would that be? Not fair at all, would it? Mm-mm. So imagine, as you have kids, you will see this, mm-hmm. that as they're experiencing situations, they're in their head, judge, jury, and executioner about what it means. This is why I say I don't validate the inner child. People say, shouldn't you validate the inner child's feelings? No, because if I validate the feelings, then I validate the thought that caused the feeling, and the thought is wrong. So if 85% of what I believe is possible, I decided by the time I was 14, then that means most people walking around are just grown-ass 14-year-olds in big people bodies. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why they do childish shit. Jesus Great. said to become childlike, not childish. There's a big, there's a big difference. But you, th- this is why, this is why I, I wanted and, and needed to have you on because again. The, the people who are listening to this, this podcast, watching this show, they're all extremely ambitious. They, they want to reach those executive level positions. They want to reach senior level positions. They want more influence. They want more for their life. And sure. the, the, it, the weird thing about it is if you don't have the right mindset, nothing else happens, right? And I, I want to share an interesting thought about this is that, okay, I always tell people like, it doesn't matter what. I help people learn how to build intentional relationships and networking, things like that. And for influence, and like I can teach you all those cool technical skills and whatnot and, and the strategies and, and the cool ways to and interact with people. But if you don't think it's appropriate, 
you'll never do it, right? So it's all right. mindset. The weird thing about this, now, th- watch this. I, I love to hear your, your reaction to this. You can be a successful leader doing whatever you do. You could be making three hundred, four hundred, seven hundred thousand dollars a year, and still be holding yourself back because of your mindset, saying, "Oh, I'm only, I'm only worth three hundred. I'm only worth seven hundred. I'm only worth." Again, these are big numbers. But for I, I literally, I was coaching a client the other day. He makes three fifty a year, and he was still asking, "Is this the right thing for me? Like, should, it, do I deserve to get to that next level?" Ooh, see, see, and that that sparks something else. This idea of being worthy or deserving, that's a man-made concept. And it's based off of comparison and judgment, right? Like to say I'm deserving of something, who and what am I comparing myself to? To say that I'm deserving of it, to say that I'm unworthy, that is a man-made concept. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that's number one. Number two, you cannot outperform your self-image. Those first 14 years, I die on that sword. You cannot outperform whatever opinion you created about yourself in those first 14 years. You can't outperform that. The other thing, too, about people wanting to go to that next level, to go from good to great, that's about addition. That is new skills. That's a, a new degree. That's a new certification. That's a new, you know, add to the resume to go from good to great. But to go from great to legendary. Yeah. That's about subtraction. That's about unlearning everything that was taught to you so that you can free your mind. I was talking to my class last night and they were like, Steve, wouldn't that be impossible? Because we were talking about a specific subject and they just brought up the word impossible. And I said, let me explain something to you. If I don't have definitive proof that it is impossible, then by default, that makes it possible. Are you ready to bring your DEI efforts to the next level? Introducing Alex Tremble, a professional speaker who combines expertise and entertainment to create an unforgettable experience for DEI professionals and organizing staff. With a focus on leadership, mentorship, and relationship building, Alex is dedicated to helping organizations attract, develop, and retain diverse and high-qualified leaders. From the 12 pillars of an effective mentoring relationship to the seven must-have leadership skills, Alex provides practical advice that can be immediately implemented. Don't miss out on the opportunity to have Alex at your next event. Contact team at alextrimble.com to book the speaker who will take your organization's diversity and inclusion journey to new heights. Brother, you and I, we're, 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 look, we are, we are kindred spirits. Um, I love talking about, and again, I talk about this in my, my new book, Reaching uh, Relationships at Work, the difference between impossible and improbable, right? Huge difference. Huge difference. How many things have we thought, oh, it's impossible to, to land on the moon. It's impossible for, for man-powered flight. It's impossible for, for a, a, a robot to be able to, you know, walk on its own and talk to us and inter- interact. How many things that we thought were impossible? They weren't impossible. They weren't, they were just improbable because we didn't know any better. We didn't, our, our, our minds weren't open enough. That's why, look, I'll, I'll tell you right now, really quickly, I was speaking to uh, one of my friends hosts this, um, this innovation forum all across the world. And he did one in DC recently, he invited me for it. And I spoke to the, 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 the young people in this room. They said, Alex, if there was one thing, bit of advice you'd give us, what would that advice be? I said, be around 
exceptional people. Be around mm-hmm. exceptional people because they're going to open your mind to ideas and thoughts and possibilities and challenges and opportunities that you would have never thought about by yourself. Right. it's so important when you talk about your masterminds, this is why it's so important to be a mastermind is because they open your idea to, 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 to ideas and thoughts that are so much bigger than your own. hundred percent, hundred percent. But climbing to the top or getting to that next level is, is, is the imposter syndrome. Cause I know a lot of corporate people deal with this, right? Mm -hmm. Imposter syndrome. Let me give you my take on the imposter syndrome. That is just your results exceeding your self-image. That's all it is. Dude, dude. Your results <laughs> of what you're getting is exceeding your self-image, which is why it feels That's crazy. like you are a fraud. Because here's what you believe about yourself deep down. I'm worthless. I'm not good enough. I'm not deserving. And most people will never admit that on the, yeah. on the surface level. Yeah. But it's a feeling. It's a deep down feeling that they have. And so the reason why, especially corporate people can be so uptight about their positions and so defensive about their positions is because they actually don't fucking know how they got it. They actually believe they just got lucky. So they have to protect it and defend it at all costs, which is why when a new up and comer comes, they get Mm. so afraid that they're going to be exposed, that they do everything they can to get rid of the person that could help the company grow, but your self-image is in the way. And so now you get in defense mode and then you find a way to get that person fired so they don't come after your job because you don't know if you're going to be able to get another job because you don't know how you got the one you got in the first place because you don't believe you deserve that one in the first place. So you don't know if you're going to get another one. Someone type amen in the chat box. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Dude, I, 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 I can't tell you how much I love this. And I, I, I'll be real with everyone here. Look. I still deal with imposter syndrome. Like I was speaking with someone the other day. I was speaking to one of my, my groups and I, I, I said this and they were like, hold up, Alex, like you've done really well. Like you got this, and that. but you, you still I'm like, yeah, like it's, it's, it's so hard. It's whole, I, I love what you, how you just framed it right now. It's your results ex- exceeding your, your self image. And again, tied back to what we just got finished talking about. You can be an, a CEO of an organization and still have that self image that I don't belong here. Yeah. 100%. And then so here's where this here's where this makes an issue in performance though because now you're fighting from a space of I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. When a, when when a child makes a decision about themselves of whether they're good enough or not good enough, that can manifest itself in one or two ways. Either A, they don't do shit and they live into that, I'm not good enough so I just won't do anything, mm-hmm. or B, they become, uh, they do too much. They become overachievers. Yeah, yeah. Right? And so when you're fighting from that space of I'm not good enough, you can't get in the zone because the minute things start to not go your way, you start getting in your head and you get all heady. Mm -hmm. And then you start to screw things up. And now your belief is coming up going, see, I told you I'm not good Mm -hmm. enough. Mm -hmm. Right? You start to have thoughts like, oh, I might lose. You start playing not to lose now yeah. because you're scared. So you start taking minimal action. This bureaucracy, the bureaucracy gets all tied up because everybody's afraid to make a decision because nobody wants to get fired if that's the wrong decision. So things get tied up and company doesn't move forward because everybody's too afraid to move and make a decision and stand behind their decision. Whew. 
So most people are more committed to their paychecks than they are the job. How, how many of y'all, how many of y'all know someone right now who who just didn't want to make a decision because they were worried about the consequences? They, 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 they knew what the right decision was. They knew what the right choice was. But you know what? Nah, it's, it's not worth it. I, I love that you that you brought the the idea of playing to defend yourself is completely different than playing to win. Um, Absolutely. My, my dad, I, I should listen to my mom. We all should listen to our moms more. Um, I, my mom used to give me some really great advice when I was a kid. Didn't take it. Didn't really see why it was important. My dad told me some great advice. He said, Alex, um, me and my brother, he said, don't ever put yourself around someone that you're not willing to fight with. Um, mm. And and they fight for you. Sorry, fight for. You know what I mean? Like if someone is, if they're in a situation and and their fight, then you better be there fighting with them, right? And the same thing for if if you get in a fight, they better be fighting with you or you're fighting them afterwards. Like, like that's how my dad was, like super tough dude. And I, I took that to heart and I was like, shoot, I only put myself around people who I knew I had their back and and they had my back. And that'll also mean that I wouldn't align myself with people who's fighting all the time, right? If you're fighting all the time, that means I got to fight all the time. And I'm not trying to be on all that business. Right. So my mom told me though, my mom told me, she said, Put yourself around great people. Put yourself around positive people. And I didn't, it didn't click until later on in my life that there's a difference between, again, protecting myself, like only about, only align yourself with people who are going to fight for you and, you know, you're going to fight for them versus saying, I'm going to intentionally find greatness. I'm going to intentionally find gr- wonderful people who, who are, who are forward thinking to put myself around them. That defense and offense is, is so, di- is so different. Yet we're all taught, like you said, uh, I think you, you talked about it um, in one of you, another interview you did. You said a kid is told like, no, one, 4,800 right. some times. And they're only oh told, God, yes, yeah. like we are all, we are, we want to protect ourselves. We really want to protect ourselves. Mm-hmm. From hurt and disappointment. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Right. So th- there's a reason why I'm not a, I'm not a religious person, but I, I love to use scripture as an example because it's just ancient wisdom and personal development when you read it the right way Mm -hmm. but there's a reason why the great teacher jesus said become childlike again because there's that old adage that everything you needed to know to succeed you knew by kindergarten now let's let's think about this for a second because here's what it means by that i always make fun of like corporate training and stuff like that and i do them but here's the reason why i laugh is because you're trying to teach adults to be what they were born naturally being, but the world beat it out of them. And mm-hmm. so now you have to try to yep. bring it out of them again, right? We, are, we were born loving. We were mm-hmm. born forgiving. We were born persistent. We were born reinventing ourselves. We were born collaborative. We were born uh, 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 imaginative. We yeah. were born resilient. We were born not taking no for an answer. That was our natural qualities as a kid. Yeah. And then you got into the world and then it put you in this box mm-hmm. and beat all of those natural qualities out of you. And now you got to read all these personal development books, hire all these coaches. <laughs> you got to go to all these seminars, go to ayahuasca retreats. Why? To try to get back to who you were before the world got its hands on you. And that's why Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven that exists inside of you, you will only reach when you become childlike 
again. Go back to who you were before all the bullshit was put on you. That's why I said to go from great to legendary requires subtraction. You don't need another degree. You don't need another certification. You don't need another recommendation on your LinkedIn page. You don't need none of that. You need to get rid of all of the crap, the beliefs that was buried inside of you that you accepted and adopted and created that you defend like they're your own children. Yeah. You have to get rid of those so that you can free your mind because nothing is impossible. There are no steps. It's all fucking made up and you don't need anybody's permission or approval. You don't need anybody's forgiveness, but you think you do because of the beliefs that you have. And that causes you to stutter step. There, there's two topics I, I'd love for you to t- touch on before we start running, running out of time. I, I realize this. Um, the, the two is one you talked about when you walk into a room. Again, this one made so much sense to me um, because, again, I teach people how to build relationships. It's like when you walk into a room and you say, oh, my God, I don't belong here. Mm-hmm. What, what, what are they thinking about me? They're, they're thinking that I am not smart. I don't belong here and so on and so forth. I'm going to be quiet, but I want you to expand on that. Yeah. Whatever you, okay, so I'll share the, the the personal example. So my first time, my first, you know, year or so getting into business, I go to this networking event in, I think it's Palo Alto, California. And I walk into the room and it's just all, you know, white folks, right? And growing up where I grew up, you know, we were, they weren't painted for us in a very uh, welcoming light, mm-hmm. right? So I walk into this room. And I immediately feel uncomfortable. For those of you that are listening right now, have you ever walked into a room and immediately felt like uncomfortable, like you didn't belong, right? And so I'm standing there and I just start to receive this verbal assault on my character. And it's all happening in my head. I'm sitting here going, look at these people. They probably don't even want me here. They're probably thinking, look at this. What is he doing here? He probably doesn't have a real job. Look at his suit. It's all shiny, supposed to look like shark skating, but he probably ironed it too many times, right? He probably even had no money, probably didn't have a real business. Who let this criminal in here? Like, this is the stuff that's, and I'm sitting here saying to myself, don't they know I can hear them? (laughs) (laughs) Don't they know I can hear their thoughts? And after 20 minutes of being verbally assaulted and accosted, Mm -hmm. I just left. And then I went, I walked back to my car, watch this got in, turned on another motivational tape to pump myself back up, and then went home. But here's my point. I learned years later, upon reflection, that those people didn't say anything about me. Mm-hmm. I'm not Miss Cleo, and we found out that Miss Cleo <laughs> wasn't even Miss Cleo, okay? I'm not a psychic. I have no idea what these people actually think about me. Yeah. So whatever I think they think about me, here we go, self-image, mm-hmm. whatever I think, think they think about me is really what I think about me and I'm blaming it on them. Man, ain't that deep. (laughs) So when you walk into a room and in your head, you're narrating what everyone else is saying about you, that is really what you're saying about you. You're unwilling to take responsibility and own that. So you project it out and blame it on them so that you can sleep at night. Because And then here's what you'll say. I'm stuck in my career. I'm stuck (laughs) in my business. And then you'll talk about all these reasons why you're stuck. Let me give you the definition of stuck. I came up with this. 
When you say I'm stuck, here's what you're really saying. I'm unsatisfied with where I'm at and I'm unwilling to do what's necessary to get to where I want to go. But telling myself that I'm unwilling to do what's necessary is too much of a harsh reality. Mm -hmm. So I lie and tell myself that I'm doing everything I can mm -hmm. so that I can sleep at night. And it just may not be in the cards for me. Or it's because this guy doesn't like me. Or it's because they don't like black people. Or it's because they don't like women. Or it's because they don't like trans people. Or it's because they don't like gay, gay people. It's because of them, I'm not mm -hmm. getting to where I want to go. And now I'm stuck. No. <laughs> you are just unwilling to tell yourself the truth and face your shit. So you blame everybody else so that you can sleep at night. I get it. It's hard to look the person in the mirror and say, you the problem. That's hard, which is why most people don't. At, ask yourself the question. Um, did but I, you did the I... victim and the villain. In <laughs> 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 the story, you're the victim and the villain. And you're the one shooting the movie. And you're the one directing it. And you're the extra in the cast. And you're the makeup artist. And you're the, you're the whole show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I challenge everyone right now. Again, we're, we're looking to Steve up sitting up here and is preaching, okay? I challenge you right now. If there's something that you, you, you want to achieve, right? If there, you have a goal, you have something you want to accomplish, um, and you haven't been able to reach it, you know, I'd like you to ask yourself the question, um, are, you, are, you, are you doing your best? Uh, are you doing the best you're willing to do? If you look mm. at things in the past, <laughs> did you do your best? Or did you do the best you were willing to do? Because those are two different questions. That is cold. That is cold. Interview over. That is cold. But like you said, it's about you got to be real with yourself. Because yeah. if you're not, you're going to live this fairy tale. And it's so easy to blame someone else for why you haven't reached your goals and accomplished what you wanted to accomplish. It's so easy. I, listen, people are amazed by the, the, the ascension. Right. Because they think I, they think the success story happened overnight. And obviously it didn't. But the difference between me in 2016 and me now was that me was willing to lie to himself. Mm. And this me is willing to face his shit. That's the difference. Instead of me running from my stuff, I run right into it and go, all right, what is this? And I look at it. What is this? Yeah. Where did this come from? When did I decide to believe this? And I work through it so that I can continue to move on. But doubt, watch this. Doubt is unnatural. Listen cool. to what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Doubt is unnatural. Mm -hmm. Doubt you were taught. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Kids are born with certainty. They're born certain and curious. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. mm -hmm. when you tell them that they can't do something, the first thing they ask is, why? Why? <laughs> because your innate nature is that nothing is impossible. The child is straight out of the manufacturer. Just like when I have my iPhone, it's straight out of the manufacturer. When I get it straight from Apple or Verizon, wherever I get my phone from, it is working exactly the way Tim Cook wanted this phone to work. It's not until I start putting my shit on it that it starts to underperform. <laughs> Look, I, I know i know you you, you told me you, you got to jump off because you're you're scheduled for a call with um with et and and uh Renzel branson and all them i know you got, you got some stuff to do um so i want to open i'm gonna open the floor back up to you but i want to just again for every one of you who are listening right now if you have kids if you have nieces nephews if you have anyone young like 
I, seriously, don't don't keep this to yourself. Share this stuff with them because they're already being taught. As Steve was talking about, they're already being taught to not be them. They're being taught to be fearful. They're being taught to just be an employee. They're being taught these things. And then one day in life, so many years from now, they're going to be like, auntie, uncle, mom, dad, I don't know why I can't accomplish this. They don't like me. This person doesn't like, they, they, they won't help me. Share this stuff with them right now. I, I know, again, we just had our little boy. And I, I, I feel so blessed to be able to have conversations with Steve and so many other leaders such as yourself, because I get consistently reminded on what I need to make sure I'm teaching my little boy as he grows up. So I, I just wanted to say thank you. And then I want to open the floor up to you. Um, please share anything you'd like to share as we begin to wrap up. You know, whoever's listening right now, I want, I, I want to direct this towards you. There is nothing wrong with you other than the thought that something is wrong with you. You are perfect, whole, and complete, other than the thought that you're not. And until you deal with that, that little kid inside of you, that child is going to continue to make adult decisions or make decisions for your adult life. Can you imagine having a seven-year-old with a conservatorship over all of your life and adult decisions? Because that's exactly what's happening right now. That's why your relationships aren't working out. That's why you're not doing what you want to do for, for, for a living. That's why you're not excelling at the level that you thought you would be excelling by now. It's not because that you're not capable. It's because there's a little kid inside of you controlling your emotions, which then control your actions. This idea that you don't need to deal with your past is complete and utter bullshit. Because your affirmations trying to put new flowers on top of a weed full of gardens, or a garden full of weeds. Those weeds will choke your flowers. That's the reason why you keep ending up in the same spot, going through different doors and coming out of the same exit. As human beings, we are designed to run in circles. Why? Who knows? But we're literally designed to run in circles. Our beliefs control what we think, which controls how we feel, which controls what we do, which controls what results we get, which always reaffirms whatever it is that we believe. That is the human condition. So you're going to run in circles. The question is, are you running in the circle that you want to continue to run in that's progressing you forward? Because until you change your self-perception, your value system, your non-negotiable beliefs, your judgments, and your unuseful thoughts, until those five things are changed, you are going to remain at the level that you remain at. And understand this, that every time you want to ascend to another level, again, you have to change your self-perception, your core beliefs, your non-negotiable, your, your core values, your non-negotiable beliefs, your judgments, and your thoughts. Because every level is going to bring up new shit. But if your your if your initial uh, uh, reaction is to bury your head in the sand and not look at it, and then play victim. Understand that is your creation too. So there are no victims. You are either aware of what you're creating or you're unaware. But either way, you're creating. Somebody type love in the in the in the, in the, in the chat in the comment, please, please. Kind of, I know, I know. If I'm loving this, I know that you're loving it. Um, and not like McDonald's either. Like loving it in a healthy way. Um, sorry, McDonald's don't sue me. Thank you so much, Steve, for being here today. Like, dude, like everything you just dropped, everything you shared. I just, I love being, I love being in spaces with you because I, I, I learned so much. I love 
going back and forth on these on these ideas and thoughts and, and strategies and helping people reach their goals. Everyone, you know where I'm going now. If you found anything of value, and I know you found at least one thing of value, you found anything of value, don't keep it to yourself. Don't just say that person over there, that guy, that girl, that person should have been here listening. They should have been here watching. Don't do that. Don't just look back, reach back, bring them to the table and bring this information to them. Share, click, like, subscribe. Make sure that the, mo the more you engage with this material, the more people will be able to learn and grow just as you have today. So again, I thank you so much for being here, Steve, and thank you, the audience, for being on this learning journey with us for so long now, over three years. Uh, nothing else to say, but uh, stay strong, stay positive, and definitely stay moving. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Executive Appeal with Alex Trumbull. I invite you to follow The Executive Appeal wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow me, your host, Alex Trumbull, across all socials or via email for exclusive webinars, courses, and speaking engagements on continued topics of executive leadership. So until next time, stay strong, stay positive, and definitely stay moving.